Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune and I'll be your host today on Game Changers. My guest on the show today is my business partner and founder of RSM Federal, Joshua Frank. Josh, please take a minute for people who don't know you very well to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at RSM. Hey, thanks, Mike. So uh, I am the managing partner for RSM Federal, and I'm a former military intelligence officer. I've been in the federal market for, wow, over 25 years now. And I specialize uh, in the techniques and strategies for accelerating small businesses into the federal market. And RSM is a a management consulting firm that helps small businesses sell to the federal government. Over the last, it's now five years, uh, our clients and our federal access members have won more than 1.6 billion in small business government contracts. You know, I always tell people when they ask me, so why should I listen to you? See, I'm, I'm not going to give you one reason. I'm going to give you 1.6 billion reasons, you know, <laughs> because to me, that's such a big number, especially when you're small business, because uh, it's not like it to me. The, the impressive thing is it's not like it's 4000 or 5000 companies that we've done this with. We've worked with a small group of clients that have won that much. And that's what really, really impresses me. So today we're going to be talking about sources sought. And and this is a, a topic, we've talked about it once before, but it's a topic that I think a lot of people just can't wrap their head around. And a lot of people ignore this. And that's one of the reasons why I want to bring it back up and talk about this is again, because again, I think a lot of people ignore sources sought. And so today we're going to be talking about using sources sought to successfully influence acquisition. So I wanted to let you kick things off by actually telling our listeners how important our sources sought to the to the whole government contracting process. Yeah, you know, and 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 for our listeners today, uh, this is actually a precursor to the session on utilizing sources sought to influence acquisition 
at the Sammy Small Business Conference in Atlanta. Uh, I think it's just about two weeks from now. And understand, and you're right, Mike, uh, a lot of companies don't understand how to actually take advantage of a source of sought. Um, you know, first of all, they're designed and performed by the government specifically for small businesses. I mean, a sources sought is not released in the market for the khakis, Northrop Grumman's, Lockheed Martin's, the McCarthy's, you know, the large companies of the world. It, they are released specifically to identify small business capability. And it is the number one reason why the government does or does not decide to set aside an opportunity uh, for a small business. And, you know, overall, if you were to look back 10 years ago, Mike, if you looked at, I mean, all of our clients and members know that I think FedBiz Ops, you know, if the first time you see an opportunity, it's on FedBiz Ops. There's a problem with your sales cycle and your sales process. It's just too late at that mm -hmm. point. Right. But from a, let's look at this from a metrics perspective. You know, 10, 15 years ago, if you were to look on FedBizOps and, you know, today there's like 35,000 opportunities out there. But 10, 15 years ago, only 1% of those were sources sought, right? Mm -hmm. And today it's like 10%. And it's been at about 10% for the last three or four years. And that implies a, a value and importance by the government to actually reach out to small businesses. So, you know, you have this disconnect, Mike, where the government has increased, you know, from one to 10% of all the opportunities. They're looking for feedback, yet a lot of small companies don't respond to these, and, and it's for a myriad of reasons. Um, so, you know, how important are sources sought? They are incredibly important. Why? And this is what we're going to talk about today you get to influence the acquisition instead of simply responding to right. the acquisition. Right. You know, and I always, I boil it down to simple stuff and I, and I try to, to, to make sure people understand how simple this is. Think of a relationship with your child or your spouse. You need to, to look at things that are important to them and make them important to you. So, you know, in business terms, if you want to have a relationship with an organization, you have to look at things that are important to them. You know, and if sources sought are important to them, it better be important to you, right? <laughs> I, I right. Mean, it's just one of those things, you know, if, if you don't like, like, I, I don't understand band, but my daughters love band. And so if I want to show my daughters how important they are to me, I have to enjoy the band, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. So it's the same thing with your clients. And in this, in this example here, showing the increase, which is, you know, thousand percent increase, right? Going from one to 10%, it's a thousand percent increase in importance that your customers are showing this to have industry step back and say, well, it's still not important to us just says, well, the customer's not important to you. So that that's kind of my sales pitch on the, on the front end of you've got to look at things from that perspective and say, what's important to them just because it's, it hasn't been important to you in the past doesn't mean it shouldn't be in the future. So I really okay. like that and, and yep. how, and how we have to focus on what's important to them. So, so what is, your main objective. You kind of hinted at this already, but what is your objective when responding to a source of song? Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, you know, first of all, there's conflicting objectives, right, between what the government, what their objective is and what industry's objective is. 
And, and if that doesn't make sense, for example, the government's objective is they want everything. Right. Right. They want everything. Uh, it, whether or not they're going to actually use it for the acquisition, whether they really need it. I mean, I've seen things that the government's asked for and a source of sought, and you're like, why are you asking for that? Right. <laughs> right. So they so they want everything. Uh, and, and but bottom line, they want to design an acquisition strategy. And what that means is, are they going to release it small business? Are they going to release it service disabled, 8A, hub zone, pick your poison, right? Native American, ANC whatever it may be, they're trying to design an acquisition strategy. But on the industry side, the objective is to influence the acquisition. Now, the government doesn't really want you to influence anything. They just want you to answer some questions right. so that they can put together uh, a, a note that says, uh, we could not find enough small businesses that had this capability. Now, that goes back to what you were talking about before, where, you know, the government thinks it's valuable. Why don't the small companies think it's valuable? And that's a key point of today's podcast. You can't influence the acquisition once it's already, once the RFP has already been released. And so, you know, so to answer your question, what's, what's my objective as a company responding to a source of thought is... I want to be more competitive. Three things. I want to be more competitive. I want to bar entry or at least minimize the competitiveness of my competition. And I want to influence how the government releases the opportunity. Uh, another key point. You need to know when and how to answer these questions. Because it, it's, <laughs> it's not as simple as you think. You don't have to answer every question. Now, a lot of people look at me and they go, what do you mean you don't have to answer every question? You're being non-responsive. You're being non-responsive. And I tell them, hey, you don't win or lose anything right. with a source of thought, right? I mean, even if they were to ask, and I've seen this, it, it, you know, the government can ask for a rough order of magnitude or a ROM. And, and for those of you, for the listeners who don't really know what that means, that's where the government wants an idea from all the interested bidders, future bidders, what it would cost. Now, why does the government do that? Because they want to identify whether they have the funds. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I mean, do, is there enough money in whatever bucket they plan to use for this future acquisition? And I tell people all the time, hey, even if your rough order of magnitude is fifty percent less right, than what it should be, they're not going to hold you to it. Now, I would tell you, don't put yourself in the danger of 50%. I would say whatever that cost is, whatever that cost is, I would uh, maybe go down 10, 15%. But the bottom line, bottom line here is you're not going to be held to it. And so if you don't want to answer a certain question, you don't need to answer it. I mean, why would you answer a question that you know is not going to favor you? Hmm. Right. Why would right. you do that? And so uh, but I, I will tell you this. I'm going to be discussing this in detail at Sammy SBC in Atlanta on the 17th. Specifically, what do you answer? What do you don't? Uh, you know, what other information do you put in in order to make yourself competitive? 
Yeah, I, I think those are all really good points. And, you know, one of them that you didn't talk about that I know you and I have talked about privately is, you know, when the government puts this out, there is. So, so to me, this is one of my objectives. When the government puts this out, they are hoping people respond. And as small business, as industry, a lot of people think, well, somebody's going to, so I don't have to. Mm, yes. Right. Yes. And yep. so, yep. and so what happens, everybody thinks that no one responds and the government comes back and says, well, one of two things happen. There was not enough interest or no interested parties, however you want to put it. And so we're going to go full and open. So now you've you've lost the that capability if you are a small business, if you are service disabled, if you are fill in the blank. So one of my objectives there is I want to keep this in my court if possible and exclude the big businesses. But the other thing is that could happen. I don't I don't think it's as often, but sometimes the, the government says, well, maybe nobody can do the work. So let's just kill it. And it just dies. So, I mean, those are two negative things that could happen if you don't respond to sources on the government could say well we're going to go full and open which now you're you're in a huge pool of sharks trying to fight that one or the government says well maybe nobody can do the work and you know we got other bigger fish to fry so we're just going to kill it and so i think that happens yeah and mike let me add to that um that's an excellent point and what we often tell uh clients and, and federal access members is don't just respond don't just respond to a source of sought, because what happens if you're the only one that responds? As you as you just outlined, contracting officer says, well, gee, I couldn't identify more than one. Therefore, there's not enough capability in the market. So we're going to release it full and open. And so what we tell our clients and FA members is don't just respond to that source of sought. Go find a company out there that's weaker than you. And ask them to respond to the source of sought as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And, and that way, I mean, obviously you don't—you're not going to go after your core competition, but find somebody else. And, and this is—I know it goes against Mike. It goes against what a lot of people. Well, why would I, you know, let my competition know about the opportunity? Well, that's why you get a company that's not as qualified as yours. But now the contracting officer has, at le- you know, you guarantee they have at least two responses and you have a better likelihood of it being released as a small business set aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a, a great strategy. Some people would think it's counterintuitive, but if the alternative is it goes full and open or it dies, right? I, right. I, 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 your, your chance of, of getting something from nothing is zero, right? So, so at least put it out there and give yourself an opportunity to actually go after that. So, so we've talked a little bit about sources sought, you know, some objectives there. So rank for me, the importance of my company, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking my, my capture process, my sales process, whatever you want to call it in your organization, rank the importance of responding to sources sought versus responding to RFPs and RFQs. Cause I think a lot of people, if they have to do the 80, 20 rule, right. They go, well, maybe it's like 99, one, like 1% of the time I'll respond to sources sought and then everything else is RFPs. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, we've already, I think we've hit this one already, but the bottom line up front, responding to a source of sought is more important than responding to an RFP. Let me crystallize the concept. You can influence the acquisition with a source of sought. You can't do that with an RFP. I mean, 
yes, you can differentiate your company in a proposal, right? But you can't change the desired scope right. in any competitive manner. And so this is a good segue, Mike, to what I call the 10, 20, 100 rule, right? Sources sought um, constitute 10% of the posted opportunities that are out there in the market. Your goal is at least 20% of the opportunities in your pipeline have been engaged with a source of sought. And 100% of your source of sought responses have ghosted requirements. So again, for, for our listeners, uh, my 10, 20, 100 rule is, you know, there's 10% of the opportunities in the market are source of sought. 20% of the opportunities in your pipeline should have at least started with a source of sought. And 100% of your source of sought responses should have ghosted requirements that you're being more competitive. No, I, I, I like that. And, and just kind of putting it in those buckets for people. And, you know, when, when I look at it, it's one of those things where if you are responding to sources sought, 100% of those should turn into an RFP process. They, they just they should if you follow it along the way. But it also it engages you way early on when you can ask questions that you can't ask in the acquisition cycle. And it really does change the game. So, you know, if you're looking to me, if you're looking at conversion rate, which, I you know, I'm big on numbers on stuff like this. When you're looking at conversion rate, I think the conversion rate on something that you follow from, you know, sources sought through the RFP process is probably going to be much higher than something where, you know, the first time you saw it was, you know, at an RFP. You know, the, uh, it's yeah, be agreed. Much yeah, agreed. And uh, just just to set realign expectations, uh, because one of the frustrations that a lot of small companies have is they respond to a source of sought and it's 60 days later, it's 90 days, three months later, and there's nothing's hit the street. No RFP or RFQ has been released. And the reality is there are a number of sources sought that don't turn into, that don't move into acquisition or the requirements uh, and the feedback from those sources sought actually get bundled into another contract. They get bundled into a MAC, a multiple award contract, a government-wide government acquisition contract, oh, you know, pick your poison on all the acronyms <laughs> in, in the federal market. But, you know, just recognize not every source of salt response is going to turn into a, a full-blown acquisition. But as you said, the majority are going to. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. Now, a, a few minutes ago, you said something that um, it, it's kind of it's common knowledge to you and I and some of our clients, but you use the word ghosting. I don't think everybody understands that. So if you could, mm. can you please explain to our listeners what the term ghosting means and, and maybe even give some examples of how you'd use that? Yeah, no, thanks. I, I, I often walk over that one. Ghosting is simply the process of recommending changes or direction right to an acquisition that gives your company a competitive advantage and it limits access or it bars entry to your competition. So ghosting means you make recommend. So in the context of a source of sought, ghosting means that you make recommendations in a source of sought response that the government does not ask for. But if any of your ghosted recommendations are included in the RFP, it gives you 
a competitive advantage. So um, for our listeners that are interested in learning how to influence acquisitions through ghosting, I'm going to provide more detail and recommendations and examples during my session on the 17th at the Sammy Small Business Conference. Cool. And and for people that uh, are not at that conference and just hear the podcast, um, I think we can probably provide a link, you know, or something to part of that if they want to just email us. So if you're listening to this, you weren't at the Sammy conference, shoot us an email. We can send you some more information on that so you can learn a little bit more about that. So I, I think one of the, to me, one of the game changers you just talked about there, that if, if people take nothing away from this session is you talked about it up front. You don't have to answer every question in the sources sought process, but the game changer here was you get to add things they didn't ask for. Because, again, I, I think most people are trained. I answer the questions to the best of my ability. You know, it, it's just kind of like some of those tests, right? You know, you answer every single question. There's something on every single line. You know, you've circled every little block that you can, and then you're done. You don't add anything to it. But in this situation, with the sources sought, you actually have an opportunity to add stuff they didn't ask for, like Josh was just saying, that is going to bar entry. It's going to make you competitive. It's going to give you an edge. It's it's just, to me that's huge, right? Yeah, and, and just to clarify uh, for our listeners, what Mike just said, you know, when you are in acquisition versus pre-acquisition, it is truly a different thought process. It's a different mindset. Uh, when you're in acquisition, everything is about, I have to be responsive, right? We, we, we mentioned that before. You got to mm -hmm. be responsive. You do not have to be fully compliant and fully responsive in pre-acquisition. And that includes sources sought. Yeah. And that's, and that is just a game changer when people realize that and use it to their benefit. So, yeah, so absolutely. A, a big, big, big factor there that I want to point out for everybody. So if you're listening, Please understand that point. So one of the final things I want to talk to you about is, you know, a, a lot of our clients, whether they're, you know, on retainer, they're federal access members, whatever it is, they've been very successful at winning a large number of their RFPs after responding to a source's sought. Can you walk us through some of the, the steps they are actually using? What are they doing right in order yeah. to, to make this happen? No, absolutely. Well, you know, successful small businesses develop a, rep uh, a repeatable process, right, for influencing the acquisition, right, uh, through a source of sought or through face-to-face -face meetings, et cetera. But, you know, they these companies that are successful, they, they understand how to execute for activities. They understand um, communicating their value versus their capability. They understand that who they are is not a small business. They are not a set-aside. They're not, you know, 8A. No, it's the value that they provide to the market. That means quantifiable, qualifiable metrics. I mean, this uh, we've done full webinars and, and full sessions on value versus capability, but that's number one. Your ability to communicate the value of what your company provides versus its capabilities or services or the products you sell. Number two, communicating your past performance. Well, if you can communicate your value, you can definitely communicate your past performance. Those two go hand in hand. Number three, understanding your, com your competition strengths and their weaknesses. And why? 
because if you understand their weaknesses, you're able to ghost those recommendations, right? We were talking about before. You're able to ghost their weaknesses as your strengths. Again, that's something we'll be talking about during the session in Atlanta. And then number four, understanding the government's objectives for any specific opportunity. So, you know, in those four, Mike, you understand your value versus your capability. You understand your past performance, how to communicate it. You understand your competition, both strengths and weaknesses. And you know why the government is releasing this opportunity. Why today? Why now? Why didn't they do it a year ago? That's really good stuff to have. If you can, if you have that intelligence and you can ghost recommendations in your source of thought, you're going to win more RFPs. Hmm. It's no, as simple as that. No, I, I love that. And, it, and it's funny that it reminds me of a story that earlier this week, I was actually talking to a woman uh, down in, in Georgia and she was telling me about all these RFPs that she had been responding to and how she wasn't winning any of them. And she said, but there was two that my past performance lined up exactly with the opportunity. The other stuff was, it was like a flooring company or something like that. And, uh, but, and so it was a flooring job from a flooring company, but she had been responding to like building maintenance and cleanup and all this other stuff. And she had zero past performance, but she was like, I just, I don't understand why the only two that I had past performance were the ones I won. And I just, instead of saying anything, I just kind of paused, <laughs> you know, I was like, let me just be quiet for a minute and let me like, you know, sometimes when you say something kind of funny like that, it, it takes hearing it, you know, out loud. Right. And I was like, do you understand that that is a key factor here is being able to tell the government I've done this type of job before and hit a home run, I can do it for you and hit a home run again. And so, you know, she wound up, I think that, I think that situation was actually in a sources sought and she was awarded it. You know, it was kind of like a sole source type deal at the end because she was the only company that responded and she was the only company that had past performance. Right. And, and so it's just one of those things where when, when you actually sit down and go through the formula Josh went through, you can actually put together a, a repeatable process that has you know a significantly higher chance of winning because again you, you got the past performance you understand the client you've ghosted strengths and weaknesses i think that's a big factor too that again go back to ghosting for a moment for people to understand how important it is for you to look at, at a competitor and say they're weak in these three areas we're strong in these three areas and put that in the sources sought so now they're all looking at it going, wow, this, you know, this stinks because we're weak in those areas because everybody that comes to us always says, you know, when it gets to the RFP stage, it looks like it was written for a certain company. And you and I both say, cause it was, <laughs> Yes, it was, it was because that people know these strategies. They're the ones winning cause they're doing this stuff. So I think we're going to do more and more with you and I on here, not just guests. So I think our, our listeners get a ton of value from that. So thank you so much for being on here today. I really appreciate it. I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. I also want to take a minute to thank our listeners for joining us today on this episode. Remember, you can find every episode on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors. 
and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. You can also learn more about each of our guests by visiting the official Game Changers website at rsmfarrell.com forward slash Game Changers, where we'll have links to their website, social media links, and other contact information. And last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at rsmfarrell.com forward slash FA for more information on how to find and win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash Game Changers.